0: Just two regular dudes from a state I just shot myself in the foot <laughs> just like, Why did I do that?
1: I don't know Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to episode 175 of I Only Ther- uh, but, but, uh, but Like oh, Their Old Stuff of I Only Like Their Old Stuff the podcast where we answer the question what's the hype? I'm Jay Ho and with me is Groove 175 kilos is
0: 385 pounds
1: There we go (laughs) That's a good catchphrase What's up You you like me (laughs) Yeah There you go (laughs) I feel out of practice because we didn't record last week Pulling up my
0: notes You fell out of of remembering that you like me
1: Yeah (laughs) I forgot how much I liked you no, it's not like that.
0: I see you, you ain't changed out of that same damn busted-ass Augusta shirt. Still so wearing that. Let's
1: come back around, man. Hey, sometimes <laughs> I wear the same shirt more than once in a year, so... Get over yourself. I don't like it. I'm over it. Clearly, you're not over it. Well, <clears throat> where is my notes? Oh. That's dead air. Dead air. Well, you know, there's two of us on the show, so the other person could take up the space, but I'll just do everything.
0: Again. Okay. No, I will. I will. <laughs> okay. I'll read you, I'll re- I'm going to read you a poem from the poet Rumi.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The, the lame goat. The... You've seen a herd of goats going down to the water. The lame and dreamy goat brings up the rear. There are worried faces about that one, but now they're laughing because look as they return that goat is leading there are many different kinds of knowing the lame goat's kind is a branch that traces back to the roots of presence learn from the lame goat and lead the
1: herd home wow (laughs) i can't hear you uh, you can't hear me no i can hear you now that was that was profound I know i i I guess we've all been a lame goat at some point in time right feels kind of
0: i that language kind of feels yucky
1: yeah I'm not sure if you're supposed to use the <laughs> word lame anymore I think it's ableist well <laughs> cancel roomy can, cancel roomy
0: <laughs> <laughs> 14th century world's greatest poet <laughs> cancel Ruby i'm here with you start
1: it now i'm start here it. with you it's trending on twitter they, <laughs> they just discovered lame goat <laughs> man just all all my heroes have fallen well so what's up what's up just uh glad up? To be recording been a been a busy week already but uh last week was so busy we didn't even get to record so uh we're here or did we didn't get to record
0: nor did you get to put up the episode that we had already <laughs> recorded in events where we went a week where we couldn't record.
1: Yeah. So I gave him more gap in there. So now <laughs> no one knows that we still have a show. Um, ain't nobody asked us where the show was. So they ain't too worried. About it. <laughs> that
0: is true. I think maybe we don't have any number one fans. week. That's what I think. Yeah,
1: Fuck all them. I ain't giving none of them. A number one fan. Whatever. Um, Yeah, so, what's up?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's been busy, you know, life's been busy. Uh, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, nobody cares that you were in the ROTC.
1: (laughs) That's a good line. I got a lot to say about this episode (laughs) of the AC. Oh, really? Oh, boy, yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh, I've got about... Half as much as I usually have to say.
1: Yeah, I don't have a lot, but I, I it's definitely. Who this episode, some things didn't age that well. Um, the, the episode did not age no. at all. <laughs> no, this is the worst uh, <laughs> as far as like uh, aging and appropriateness is not. This one didn't hold up. But anyway, we'll get to
0: that. If you can summarize the, the OC in one word, what would it be
1: in this episode? In this episode?
0: This episode summarize this episode in one word. Let's tease it out for the fans that don't usually stick around for the OC.
1: The, the I've got one too. The Scooby-Doo gang discovers bisexuality.
0: No, that's not one
1: word. Not Here's one the word. word. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I thought you said one sentence. Yeah. Uh, we oh both did it. Yeah. All right. Well, um. What- so what, what's your hype? Uh, I guess I can say this publicly now because it's kind of public news now. But uh, don't get too excited. You already know what it is. Um, so I my friend Sam and I are starting a business together and we are starting a gaming store in town here in Wilmington. And we uh, the building, we sign the papers on the building tomorrow. So we like, yeah, we like close on the building tomorrow. We got this 5,000 square foot building and it's going to be a gaming store for like Magic the Gathering and board games and Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Warhammer 40K and miniatures games and everything like that. So um, things are about to be real crazy for me because I'm still going to be doing my graphic design work. Uh, My business Hocus Pocus is still going to be going on. But uh, we're gonna be renovating this uh, this building. We've got contractors and stuff, but we are gonna be doing a little bit of it ourselves, as far as like demoing some walls and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. Um, it's kind of scary, but we're like excited about it. I don't know. I think it's gonna. Be-
0: um, I have a few questions. Sure. Number one, have you ever demoed a wall?
1: Uh, n- not no uh no i have done some demo work but not i i wouldn't claim that i have demoed a wall before no
0: have you ever swung a sledgehammer
1: uh i have swung a sledgehammer many times but um how how many years ago probably a year ago when i busted this fence down in our yard which was not a fun not a fun thing to do because uh they were, uh, you know, the posts were concreted in the ground and everything. Um, we are, it makes it sound more complex than it is. It, this building used to be a dance studio that we're buying. And um, it has a bunch of false walls in the main room. So, it's these, like, three-quarters walls that they put in just to, like, give shape to the room. So, we're basically just cutting drywall up with the saws on, pulling it out. It's not going to be, like... We're not, like, busting up frames. Fuck that. I would hire yeah. somebody to do that. But it's just cutting up pieces of drywall in this in this fake, you know, shit and hauling it to the dumpster. So, it's just one room of stuff that we've got to demo. And then the rest of everything's going to be done by the contractors. So... I think it'll take a couple are hours. You gonna have,
0: are you going to have games <clears throat> that people like me might enjoy?
1: Yeah, we're going to stock like your uh, Catan's and stuff like that. There'll be uh, the D- DC Deck Builder game, which is really accessible. Any of the standard like, oh, that's a cool game they play it at parties kind of thing. We're going to have those there. You know, um, focus is what's more on the name of the store? Cape Fear Collectibles. Um, and we already have a um, we already have a website that's been going a web store kfircollectibles com, and so we've already been selling product on there. Uh, a lot of Pokemon because that's hot right now. People are just buying. It don't matter. You, I could shit in a Pokemon box and they'd be like, I want that Pokemon. Um and, uh, yeah, the collectible side of this stuff is hot right now. So, we're going to be, like... We are going to have board games, but we'll be more focused on these, like, specific games, like Dungeons and & Dragons and stuff, and having the supplies for that. But we will have the board games that people, like, who want to come find a cool board game to play. We'll, we'll have that. Stuff like that Skulls game you were talking about. Things like that, you know? Yeah, Skulls is fun. Yeah, I want to get a copy of that after you talked about <coughs> it. I, I've seen people play that, but, um, yeah, I want to get a copy of that. But... Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. man. Like we got, and we've been talking to. It's not like a. We're still keeping it kind of on the download till we get everything open, but we've been kind of like talking to some friends that play games and magic players and stuff, and people are really excited about it. They're like, "Oh man, can't wait to come try it out." So.
0: Well, you know, the truth of the matter is I'm, I'm excited for you. I would have been excited for you anyway, but the biggest thing that warms my heart about this entire thing, and I'm not making a joke here is the fact that you put it in hype rather than hype still out. So that, you know, that's really signifies to me that you're excited about this and I've been excited for you. And yeah, I've known it for about it for a while, but I've, you know, loose lip sync ships. I ain't going to tell nobody.
1: Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. I actually was like, well, my hype's still out as a store, but I was like, you know what? I should probably put a good tone on it and just say it's the hype. Cause I'm excited about it. And like, I mean, it is my yeah. still out too, but it's hype still out in the fact that I think it's going to do well. Um, and you know, we've got some backing to be able to actually give it a good go. And there's a, there's a need for this, you know, for another game store in town. So I think it's going to be going to be cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling excited about it. So, so you guys are going
0: to start work on the prep of the building tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is um, middle of what are we uh, near the end of June? God, yeah. we are at the end of
1: June. End of June, yeah. It's almost July. It's almost going to be July Fourth this weekend. Um,
0: so you gonna you gonna you gonna try to open up what in like September or something?
1: No, man. Well, it, it depends. It could be September. We're hoping we can open in August, but. Um, Okay. It depends on how the contractors go. I mean, the contractors have all promised us two weeks, but you know how that goes. So it might be, could be longer than that. Um, But we've got like a plan to kind of like get it open to the point where we can start selling stuff within a pretty short period of time. And then it's going to be a little bit longer period of time to get it the way we want it exactly. But it's just kind of like polishing it up and putting the extra stuff in there we want to do and... You know, so
0: what about the what about the product? Have you got the product yet?
1: Yeah, we well, already been selling the product online. So, uh, yeah, but
0: I, I mean, I, I, it's not so, like I wasn't listening to you when you said that, but yeah. I don't know where it was like stored or
1: we have it at my buddy owns, he, owns the tattoo shop here that I used to work at, And so Sam, the, my partner. um, So he's been he's been. Flipping the product out of the tattoo shop (laughs) It's got like two display cases in the Tattoo shop with all these Pokemon products in it And stuff and we just been Just every like it's mostly like whenever A big set releases we'll just pack up A bunch of the orders and send them out and then there's Random orders in between but Most of the big orders are around the set release Times so that's about like once Every two months once a month sometimes Um
0: You You can take those pictures behind you and Put them in the store
1: Uh maybe I don't know I might, I mean, but this uh, yeah we're yeah we're gonna get a bunch of magic art and stuff. So (laughs) yeah, I might bring it in there. I've got my so I took all my stuff that I had at the tattoo shop because I had a room at the tattoo shop and I had uh, all my stuff there. uh, I took all that down and it's at my house in boxes. So that's all gonna go back over there, and that's a bunch of like action figures from video games and superhero shit and stuff like that. So that's all gonna go kind of generations. You know what you gotta do what you gotta
0: take that iol tos season two poster hang it up in the shop, give people <laughs> you know give people money. So
1: people get excited about the iol tos and they be like, yeah. hey, uh, what's podcast. that yeah i'm down <laughs> Did you say it's a magic podcast <laughs> yeah, it's, a mad, it's a podcast about magic we had to change the format
0: it is bit. magical
1: there is a lot of it magic is talk on it there's a good chance you're going to hear somebody talk about magic so
0: the magic is the friends that we
1: made along the way that's right exactly (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's cool dude i i look forward to hearing stories about you know the the process of setting it up and what you didn't think about (laughs) that you had to learn really quickly and all that kind of stuff i welcome it all on this on the pod
1: yeah it'll be exciting we're not retail experts but we know the products we are selling very well so we've got another person we've brought in that that knows the retail side of everything so they're going to be kind of helping us making sure that we got that stuff taken care of but my main focus is going to be running events and uh, i know how to do that already so um i'm excited about that but yeah, we'll see, selling, selling some, slinging some Dungeons and Dragons shit, you know, slinging some dice. It's all just. You're gonna get a five machine for for events. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. I'm definitely gonna like come show up in costume all the time. Be like a vampire. Ooh.
0: Like, what event is today joey oh no it ain't no event i'm just a vampire i'm today. just
1: dressed as a vampire this is what this is how i dress every day now this is me now <laughs> um yeah
0: it's not a phase
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll see i mean i am not looking forward to the physical labor part of this in the first week but least we want to have too much to do no. we got a decent little bit of like painting we're getting we hired some we've hired professional painters but we're gonna have to paint a little bit of stuff ourselves and you know cutting that drywall out ain't gonna be fun but it's it's at least not sl- slinging a sledgehammer so
0: I about to say, this boy's gonna, gonna come home it. sore
1: it's like I you you know you own a gym I'm gonna own a gym for your mind it's like here you got the gym for the body and I
0: get the gym for the mind you know, yeah, no, it sounds exactly thing. like that. You're right. The physique yeah, of the people, are,
1: the physique of the customers will probably be about the same in both too, you know, so, you know. <laughs> I'll tell I'll you
0: probably this, probably on. from time to time, the maturity yeah. will be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, um, so this week, uh, this past week was the World Disc Golf Championships.
1: Oh, <laughs> Did you uh by that time I imagine you okay. did not I did not know. Where were they this year? Ogden, Utah.
0: Oh. And the world championships is different than most other tournaments in that it's five rounds over five days. And it's a big deal. Five it's eighteen payout. rounds.
1: Five eighteen whole rounds. Yeah. So. Okay. Usually played
0: on three-plus courses, but this year it was only played on two courses. Um, That was – that's the one downside of this year's Worlds was that it was just two courses. But um, the hype is that on the final round, um, Paul McBeth was in the lead and Paul McBeth is the, you know, Michael Jordan of – Disc golf. He's a five time world champion. He's the guy that signed a ten million dollar deal this year with his disc manufacturer as a sponsor. Oh. He's got he's got you know more wins and he's the tire you know, he's the goat of the sport. Even Undisputed, more than Ken Climo? Like Nobody would
1: argue. Ken Climo's, huh? Ken Climo's been phased out as the greatest. Ken Climo is like Bill Russell. Oh, okay. He's like the old school like <laughs> Crushed, yeah, it, before in the, the crushed game, it in the early days. He, Game's different now. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Shows you yeah. how old I am.
0: So, well, uh, you know, but I, that's appropriate, though. I mean, he was, he was a the one that... Time, he was the first uh, one that
1: had the name on the discs and stuff. I mean, he's the one that you knew. Like, yeah. It's like, I didn't know shit yeah. about disc golf back then. I knew who that guy's name was. But anyway...
0: So... <laughs> Paul McBeth is leading, going into the final round, everybody knows that if Paul Macbeth is leading, going into the final round, he's going to win it
1: all. Yeah.
0: And uh, there was a little bit of drama as the day went on. <clears throat> and there's this guy named James Conrad who's like maybe six three, six four, gangly, looking like looking like some cooked pasta, you know what I'm saying? And he's got hair down to the small of his back, and it's usually in a ponytail, and he's got a beard. And a lot of people joke that he's the disc golf Jesus, you know? And when he walks, he kind of walks like he's bouncing. Yeah. And his his drive, his run-up for his drive is unlike most anybody's. He starts about... 10 feet behind the the tee pad and he just starts bounding like a gazelle onto the tee pad and rips discs. He hardly ever throws a sidearm. He's always throwing backhand. There's a lot of putters. He's, he's a very specific person to watch. Um, Some people like him. Some people don't like him. I happen to love him. And he was down by one stroke going up to the 18th hole. And it's a very tough par four. You gotta throw over water to start and then get through some trees to get onto the next bit of land and then another dog leg, right? And there's this it looks like a football field, but it's not as big as a football field. And there's stands mm-hmm. looking at the green, right? Raised stadium seating, and there's like fifteen thousand people in these stands. Mm. And he 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 gets to his his second shot. Like, he takes two throws, and it's the commentators are saying, oh, this is done, this is impossible, you know, he'd have to birdie from here, and he's 250 feet away. And the sun's in his eyes, and there's 15,000 people watching him. And if he doesn't throw the, the disc in the basket from 250 feet away, it's over, and the death wins. This is and for the Paul birdie? Beth so this throws, is his second shot? He, he has to birdie okay. it in order to push for a playoff because Paul is ahead by one and he gets his disc and he throws it and it sails through the sky and it lands in a basket from 250 feet away and the entire the crowd everybody floods the green and it takes a couple minutes for them to get settled down i mean it was wicked like I mean, it was the greatest honestly it's the greatest disc golf shot in the history of the game
1: i saw this because somebody posted it on their facebook and i didn't know it was from a recent event but the, somebody was like this is amazing <laughs> and i that's what it was i thought that he had I thought it was a hole in one, but I guess it was just a long second shot. Um, but it,
0: yeah, well, technically, is it was his third shot third, on third a shot because
1: it's yeah, cause it's a par four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, so it's.
0: I, it's really I imagine cool. a lot of people have probably will have seen it by the point that this episode yeah. comes out. Um, He then forced the playoff and he beat Paul McBeth on the next hole and it was sudden victory. So he became James Conrad became the world champion by throwing the greatest shot in the history of the game. And And it's just like one of those like, yeah, he beat the the five time world champion. You know, it's just one of those moments where it was just like, not only that, but James this past year switched sponsors. He went to a new disc manufacturer and they sponsored him and he had to, he had to learn a whole new bag Who was he uh, at the before? beginning of this year. He was with Innova originally, oh, which is kind yeah. of, you know, the, the, the brand. Yeah. And he switched to MVP, which is an overmold. Uh, all their discs are two pieces of plastic molded together. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know that in a, like, MVP is probably gonna make a bunch of money yeah. off of James being no a world champion. Point, yeah. But I don't think I, I love James. I'm so I'm, happy for him. I don't know that I'm gonna buy one of those discs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the, I've seen this disc with that brand before. I know what you're talking about. Who does
0: the other guy? No, uh, that brand
1: the other guy's. Paul McBeth,
0: uh he he throws discraft.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. The other uh, the other He he used to be
0: I mean they, they all they, basically everybody starts with Innova. Yeah. Like Paul McBeth was sponsored by Innova until like two years ago. Um he signed a one year deal with Discraft and then they negotiated and he got that ten million dollars over ten years.
1: Jeez Louise. <laughs> Disc golf must be making some money if they can sponsor people for ten million dollars. I mean it's growing. Yeah. Yeah. It's growing.
0: It so that's my hype was like watching that. Now I'm going to go ahead and jam into my not the hype. Oh, yeah, Sure. Go ahead. I was out of town this past weekend. Work trip. Um, and. <clears throat> I was trying to keep up with the coverage and watch these events when I got back to the hotel, but I was behind by an entire day, yeah. And somebody texted me right when James Conrad won.
1: Some motherfuckers got to ruin the shit like that. You can't in this day and age. You cannot. You cannot hold off a sporting event. You just can't do it. You got to watch it live, and you got to watch it like while yeah. it's happening live, not an hour later. You got to watch it right now, not on delay or anything. Somebody yeah. fuck it up, so people can't help but spoil shit.
0: Well. I wasn't too I didn't get too mad. I was just sad.
1: Yeah, because she wanted to like experience
0: It would have been it would have been a lot more disappointing yeah. if like Paul Macbeth won and it got spoiled yeah. for me because like I mean I think Paul Macbeth is great. I think he's a ice cold killer. He's lights out on the disc golf course, but I want somebody else to win.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: You. you know what I mean? So that was my not the hype too. It's like I got the greatest ending of my favorite sport spoiled for me
1: who, did, who spoiled it go ahead and call him out number one hater <laughs> <laughs> come on
0: You know, to be honest with you, the first person that did it, her name was Hannah, but then two other people did it too. They just, they got, they saw the video on their Instagram and they, anytime somebody that knows me, but doesn't play disc golf, sees disc golf on their Instagram, they immediately just send it to me.
1: That's how it is with the kayaking shit. Like, if there's a viral kayaking video, I'm like, oh please, no, God no, because for the next two years, I'll be tagged in that shit, and yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I know who Dane Jackson is. I I used to I used to see his dad at events when he was five years old, and you know, like it's yeah. like you know, it's but it's just people know that you like something, so they're like, you must see you, you, I'm going to show you the thing you just haven't seen about the thing that you like. Um,
0: I'm going to show you the most famous video of your sport yeah, because the, I don't think yeah, you've seen it. yet. Yeah.
1: I am not sure if <laughs> you know about the thing that's actually mainstream and not even the niche part of your sport, but here it is in case. And you have to go like, yeah, I've never seen that before. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I just say, oh, it cool. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs>
0: somebody sent me that video and i said yeah it's great and they said oh i'm glad i finally sent you something that you like i was like uh, uh yeah i'd like this golf
1: yeah i liked it when i heard about I it
0: I can't, believe I, I can't believe i didn't see the good shot in the fucking world champions yet thank
1: you so yeah, yeah sure <laughs> Uh, have you oh, seen man, that I shot really... Michael Jordan made in the finals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the flu game? Yeah. I guess. All right. So what's
0: your, what's your not the
1: hype? No, not the hype. Could be part of it is my part of my hype too. But I got tattooed this week for the first time in forever. Um, the hi- hype part of it is, is that uh, my my friend Megan Angel uh, did the tattoo. She crushed it. She did a great job. <laughs> but. Uh, getting tattoos sucks because it hurts and uh, if people think that I have a million tattoos that I'm like you know one of these guys is going to be like yeah I've got a high pain tolerance it's, it's, I fall asleep when I get them done it's like to me. nope that shit sucks it hurts uh, and then I feel it and like I'm at the point now where it's like it just be hurting <laughs> just you know it's on my leg and like when I'm sleeping it hurts and I wake up and it hurts but uh, yeah. So I forgot how much getting tattooed sucks. But the tattoo is great. What but. is it? Uh, it's a it's from the the cartoon. You'll hate it because it's a cartoon tattoo. Because things that bring people joy like cartoons. Uh, it's from this movie, <laughs> The Secret of Nim, from uh, the eighties. That uh, my sister read me the book when I was a kid, and so I wanted to get a tattoo, kind of for her because i've got a bunch for my rest of my family and stuff and uh i was like i don't have one for my sister so we watched that movie recently and it's pretty badass still holds up so it's uh it's the the mouse from that miss miss frisbee
0: i don't hate things that bring people joy i just don't like
1: cartoons i know you just don't like cartoons but i love cartoons so (laughs)
0: You know, I've never tried to stand in the way of you watching a cartoon. No,
1: I've never tried to stand in the way of you listening to the Grateful Dead. So <laughs> maybe a little
0: bit. Well, why you got to take shots at me? No, I'm just not, saying if you not got not a Grateful Dead tattoo,
1: tattoo, I'd be like, oh, OK, cool. That's cool. If you're into that sort of thing, I guess
0: I do. I do have a Grateful Dead tattoo it's across my back. It's uh, my whole it's a back piece. I didn't know that. And a, I got a big steal your face with uh <laughs> Do you? A, uh yeah. It's
1: got, it. got, got, got like the <laughs> like bears around it. It's got bears around it. How about yeah. a steal your and face? I, but it looks like I a got, pizza. It's I, like a pizza, I, but it's a steal your face. It's like
0: Uh this you wanna guess what's on the inside of the ceiling?
1: It's <gasps> uh it's like a disc golf basket. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it. It's a silhouette
1: of a disc golf basket.
0: <laughs> Yo, no lie. No, that sounds like a pretty cool tattoo.
1: I, I guarantee if we Google that shit right now, there's 20 of those on online. It's it's I guarantee you there's a there's a there's a grateful dead Steely with uh in the circle in the skull uh a a disc golf basket. With the silhouette of the disc like oh. Like flying saucer next to it. Uh, yeah
0: i only get one with just the inside of the steely it's just the image of it looking top down on top of my favorite disc yeah the race no the, the a leopard leopard. The leopard classic stamped leopard yeah it's just a yeah man it's a leopard steely bro like that, that, and it's my have, favorite
1: disc it's that you have some quote from a grateful dead song that's like break the chains of your reality around it or something and it's like yeah I want to have how about, how about the basket? It's the disc golf basket, but the chains are breaking and it says, break the chains of your, of your consciousness around it. How about that? Yeah,
0: that sounds good. Man. Kind of I'll come yeah, down and yeah, keep me a
1: tattoo. On, man. The tattoo artists love that kind of shit. Trust me. They're like, <laughs> they never make fun of that shit. They're like, yeah, and also, could you put my kids' names in it too? That's what they always. I'm, like, always I'm do. like, doing it, man. Yeah, I'm doing it, a man. Ass get the big old Steely. Steely. Steely's on my notebook when I was in high school, and I was a deadhead for a week. Yeah, just listening to "In the Dark" over and over again, drawing Steely's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, email us. I like their own stuff at gmail.com. Let us know how big this tattoo needs to be across my back.
1: <laughs> Show us your Grateful Dead tattoos. Send them in. We want to see them. So. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to see yeah. them. Um, yeah. What's uh, your eyes still out? Just the four. I mean, just doing this, predicting, you know, and then Dan, if this tattoo is ever going to heal, that that's my two things. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Are you the type of person that's got real paranoid about like making sure you got the A D cream not, on it yeah. and stuff like that?
1: I used to be like that and my tattoos didn't heal as good as <laughs> at some point I just said, fuck it, uh, dry I dry heal now. Quote unquote dry heal, which is you don't do anything to it. Uh, I do put a little bit if it if it gets too dried out, I put a little bit of uh unscented lotion on it. But that's about as far as I go. I don't put any of the like harsh shit on it or any of that, you know, aquaphor or anything. I just think it needs to breathe. Yeah. It's it's a wound and, you, you know, you, you need to keep it clean. That's why you put a bandaid over a wound. But uh, also wounds need air to, to properly heal, you know, you slather sure. it up with all that stuff and it's just not great for it. But and uh, yeah, one of my tattoo artist friends was like, everybody acts like you can fuck a tattoo up. And he's like, unless you like take a cheese grater to it, you ain't gonna really fuck it up, you know? I think people do more damage taking too much care of it than too little, but yeah. It's at the like. What, right what What
0: if you had. What? Scor- what if you had Scorpion inside the Steely?
1: Yeah. Like, get over here. And it says, get over here around the outside of it. That'd be <laughs> badass, man.
0: <laughs> so That's how I let people know that I'm like kind of a pacifist, but don't fuck with me. That's right i'm the scorpion i played five seasons, uh, five versions of mortal kombat i i picked
1: some moves up along the way yeah you know that that was a switch you want to tell him like, flawless <laughs> victory yeah
0: I, I, the, the, the Steeler scorpion on the inside is the guy that did all the friendships
1: Yeah, for sure yeah you should get the the friendship uh font underneath it that says steal your face but in the balloon font (laughs) (laughs) yeah my hype's still out i got an email
0: today i think you probably got the same email my hype's still out is spicy Dutch ends.
1: oh yeah Oh, well, somebody posted uh instagram group the other day um i had heard that was coming i think i mentioned it on the damn. show a while back but uh yeah it's uh yeah it's spicy ends. it's a uh, some the new news they got the spicy version
0: here's the, here's the thing here's the here's the downside of my life right now i forgot that i had sc- subscribed to the three bottle subscription
1: oh i didn't know you subscribed damn that's even well, uh, next level for where I am.
0: I, I was running out of Batch Hands, so I went ahead and bought the six bottles. Yeah. And then a week later, I get an email. It's like, your subscription is about to ship. And I was like, man, I'm about to have nine bottles of Batch Hands.
1: Yeah, you ain't never going to go. But you, I mean, it's always good to have a couple extra. You know, you want to give some away sometimes. So
0: you know, I'm, I got I'm come, come, come Christmas time. Everybody's stocking. Oh, everybody's stock.
1: getting, yeah. You know, I keep that thing on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh
1: not spicy bad chance yet but i'm willing to try it I, i'm not super into spicy stuff so i don't know my thing or not but jackie likes spicy stuff so i probably should at least get a bottle and try it out but um i've been consuming we have been watching sons of anarchy it's my second watch of it jackie's first um uh that show is like uh I have, like, a love-hate with it because some of it is just so trashy. But then it is actually has a is well-written, too, though. So it's, like, this balance of, like, this is just ridiculous, you know, bro-dude shit. And, oh, man, this is actually really good. And we just finished the second season, which has Henry Rollins in it as this real kind of scary white supremacist guy. And um, that season is actually really good. It's probably the best season of the show, but... Um, I was surprised at how much I was like wanting to see the next episode because usually if I've seen something once, I'm kind of like real like not into it the second time I watch it. But I've I had forgotten enough about it to where I'm like, all right, this is all right. Uh, so we've been doing that, and then uh, your boy, the great friend of the show, the great Dixon Chadwick, uh, wrote me. I messaged me the first time in a long time. Hadn't heard from him in a while. I think last time I heard from him is when I made him mad about a Johnny Cash slander on my Facebook. But uh, he sent me. He was like, "Hey man, uh, talk about hot takes. This new Modest Mouse album is their best album in like a long, 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 long time. Um, it's one of their best." And so I have not listened to the whole album yet because I want to really listen to the uh, sit down and listen to it properly. But I've I started listening to it today and got distracted. Um. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it yet. That one song they released is fine, but it's called the golden casket.
0: Yeah. I'm going to read the uh, text that that Dixon sent me.
1: Oh, he messaged. It might be the
0: best album since good news.
1: Yeah. That's what he hits.
0: (laughs) It hits just right. He captures that middle age mindset just as well as he captured the coming of age mindset. Best musical production to date came out of left field for me because I had extremely low expectations. It also has an ugly Casanova feel. Wooden Soldiers is the current favorite.
1: <laughs> I mean when Dixon Chadwick gives you a recommendation like that, you gotta listen to him, you know? It's is worth uh it's worth your consideration, that's what I'll say. You know? yeah yeah you got the i mean case in point the mimicking birds session years ago and mimicking birds was great you know i need to go back and listen to that album again that first mimicking birds album um it's really good i didn't listen to that in a minute yeah it's been a while but um yeah i'm gonna give it i haven't given it enough of a of a chance yet but give me a shot give me a shot. Um, I did not like that last album at all, but the fact that Dixon <coughs> he told me too, he was like, "This is their best album since <laughs> News," and so I'm like, "Well, it's high Because I liked where uh the second the one after we were dead before the ship sank. I think I'm <laughs> a lot. Yeah, um, it kind of functions as like a second part. Of <clears throat> good news to me, I think, because it's the same kind of sound. But then that what was it, neighborhoods and walls or some shit was their last album it was just like a bunch of fucking noise it's just like 2000 instruments on the recording layer which is how their live shows are now too she's like 5 well, people we'll on stage see. And, but yeah I, i'm going to give it a good shot but yeah that's uh that's what i've been consuming how about you <laughs>
0: um well i i have listened to that modest mouse the same way that you talk about wanting to listen to it yet. Yeah. Um so around to that this week. But I you know, Friday a lot of a lot of albums came out on Friday this past week and and the one that I was most excited about was the new his golden Messenger. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit anxious because Phil Cook, who is another solo musician who MC Taylor has been using collaborate a lot on the past like four or five albums. Uh, which really took that band, His Gold Messenger, to another level, in my opinion. I was nervous because in the Force 4 singles, there was no writing credits from Phil Cook. And I was like, oh, no, what happened here? You know, did they get tired of working together, whatever? And it made me a little bit anxious for the sound of the of the album, that it would be kind of a return to the earlier albums. But it's it's uh, it's really good. It's It's a really good album. Um, I would say that the song Glory Strums, which has a parenthetical afterwards, that's just like really long It's Glory Strums and then in parentheses, the loneliness of the long distance runner. It's like it is the song of the summer.
1: Yeah, I I'm I am into. It's, I mean that. A that sounds like a uh, something that my uh, indie rock uh, song name generator spit out. Um, yeah. Number two, I love songs that have those that second <laughs> act to them like that, um, especially if they're it's a, super long. Um, so
0: it's it's like it's <clears throat> okay. Imagine August twelfth. It's like a Wednesday morning, and you wake up and you go outside, and it is pure soup outside, and you have nothing to do but you're gonna sit on the porch. Yeah, it is like that. Stiff summer to me um we've got a harmonica playing long notes in the background and it's just it's just slow tempo it's just nothing fast about it so it's not one of these like summer swagger kind of you know upbeat songs no this is that hazy ass muggy summertime yeah. evening we're gonna sit you know the kitchen kind of thing i got nothing to do and i ain't gonna do anything about it kind of thing
1: yeah i, I, I understand <laughs> out
0: the other thing i've been consuming is a uh <laughs> I've stumbled into this uh youtube account called new england forests mm-hmm. and it is uh primarily i think it's it seems by a university like keene university up in keene new hampshire and it's got this guy tom wessels there's this one series on the account where this guy tom Wessels is this like forest ecologist is standing in the woods in various places in the woods in New England, just explaining the landscape of the forest and how to understand it and telling history and talking about how to date different fields and stuff like that. And I understand that this isn't something that people might be interested in, but it is a, it's an opportunity. If you're somebody that likes to do this, like, this guy knows everything that he's talking about and he's a really good storyteller. Yeah. And he's like captivated by his his knowledge and his way of communicating that knowledge right in the forest as he's pointing out yeah. the things that he's talking about. And I, I will tell you as a testament to somebody listening to this that might be like, what is this? I'm not gonna watch this, this is absurd. <laughs> I went over to Kyle and Cassie's a couple weeks ago and right when I was in this mess, and I was like, look, y'all, we got to check this YouTube account out. I just want to show you. And they sat there and watched a half an hour video with me.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it's got like shows on PBS that were like state. There was like some expert. They were like local shows, but to state they were broadcast over the state And it was on the state. And it was always some you know, Carolina or something. And he does a thing. And like that's it sounds like that sort of thing. But just yeah, independent of the of PBS. <clears throat> That's it. Yeah. That's cool. hmm that's, that's cool. Was that that all? That's it. That's all I got. I had one more thing. Um, we watched this really fucked up movie. The other uh, it's got your boy Jesse Eisenberg. In it. Uh,
0: is it the neighborhood?
1: The couple is trying to buy a house and they wind up in a neighborhood. Yes. Watch it?
0: I, Yeah, I watched
1: it. Yeah. It, uh, uh, my friend Clara, who like her and her husband will watch stuff and then be like hey, you should watch this, you like weird shit like this uh, recommended it to Timmy. and uh, the whole movie like, but a lot of times I get frustrated with movies like that but I, I'm not boiling spoil anything about it but it, it, it definitely made me think Um it honestly made me it sounds like a movie, like I, I would recommend because I feel like it's the kind of movie that Ninja T would like to watch and, and ponder the uh what it is just kind of he kind of digs stuff like that you know um like we watched primer together at summer camp we talked about that before which is that weird mind-bending time travel movie and he watched that and just tried to unravel it and so i recommend it directly to ninja t but uh yeah it's it's sci-fi it's kind of horror sci-fi but it's not super scary it's just real weird and fucked up um but it's like got a good style to it You know it's like they, they definitely like made some Choices with that movie and it's uh I don't know but Some uh, y- y- there's there's I will Recommend it with the caveat that there's so Probably a lot of large portion of our Listeners will be like uh what the Fuck was that so You know yeah I don't recommend You it. didn't you didn't didn't feel it
0: I thought it was
1: well made Yeah Welcome to the OC bitch All right, so we're talking about episode... Season two of The O.C., episode number nine, which is called The X Factor. In this episode, we have various... uh, All of our characters are dealing with various Xs and sometimes the Xs of their new significant others. Uh, Just to give you a quick rundown of it, um, we have the... I guess the main story is... Ryan and... Lindsay um Ryan wants Lindsay to be friends with Marissa and for some reason and then Seth is uh trying to patch things up with Olivia Wilde's character which we can never remember her character's name but uh he goes to kind of recon- reconcile with her and she says that her ex is in town and that they are in the office right now and we don't get to see who that X is. We find out later who that X is and it's a little bit problematic the way the show presents it. Um, that's sort of the, this episode hasn't necessarily, uh, aged well, I guess in some ways. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, uh, we have, Summer, dealing with her feelings for Cohen still, for Seth still Zach is trying to celebrate his six month anniversary with Summer and she's not really into it because she's confused um, and then we have the adult story which is um, the Newport group has decided to diversify somehow and add something to their business to help give the business a better look uh, give it a better name in the community. So, Sandy suggests that they in- invest in some low-income housing, and uh, that's what Kirsten initially wants to do, but then Julie presents this uh, ridiculous mock-up of a magazine and s- with her face on it and says that she wants to start the Newport Root magazine or whatever to... S- market Newport to everybody and initially Kirsten's not into it but then she eventually is like well this might be a good idea and then we have a lot of different uh situations between Cal and Julie and Kirsten and Sandy as they kind of uh go back and forth on their allegiances and what they think was to be the best idea for the Newport group um you know hijinks ensue um and uh, I think that's pretty much the wrap-up Of the main plot lines You know, we have just all these sort of uh, Situations With these exes um, Either trying to be friends or You know, dealing with the awkward Situations that arise from from these Exes being in, in everyone's lives And uh, I guess we'll just Go from there Alright, we're back um, So I need to go back a little bit because it's skipping um, On this last part we talked about But Anyway, uh, so (laughs) the sort of problematic central theme of this episode is that it's revealed that uh, Olivia Wilde's ex is a woman, and the big thing is that she's bisexual, and it's shocking, and the show treats this as, like, uh, on one hand, it's kind of commendable that they're talking about bisexuality at this time period on TV, but... Uh, they kind of make it like a oh my god I can't believe that she was with a woman kind of thing and um, there's a whole sort of plot about Seth finding out about this and then Seth gets mad at Olivia Wilde for lying to him about dating a woman not telling him anyway uh, and you said you were going to kind of defend the show a little bit on this
0: well I just think that they did as good of a job as they could be expected to do that. They made a plot point out of something that is kind of like not as big of an issue these days as it was at that time. And the plot point was, Oh, what a surprise. It was a girl and not a guy. I think it was, you know, that this episode wouldn't be made the same way today. No, But I also think that I, I do think that like, This episode plays the same in, like, Muskogee, Oklahoma today as it would
1: back then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it is hard to, like... I'm not criticizing the show. I'm just saying that, like, it doesn't age... It didn't age well because our perception of these things in proper culture have changed, you know? Um, It's sort of like the... There's just a... It's making it, like, this, like, shocking, oh... Kind of pearl clutching kind of thing in this, um, which we saw this with. Uh, uh, we saw this with Luke's dad a little bit. You know, it didn't. They weren't very sensitive about that stuff, but they tried.
0: Oh. That was that. I think that was worse than this. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was. I, I think that's what the issue. You know, like this issue is like is. You know, to me, the thing that was like the most absurd about it um, was the fact that uh, it was. Emmanuelle Chikri or whatever her name from Entourage in the sense that oh if it's gonna be a girl we gotta make sure they're both super hot
1: right yeah I didn't know that she was on Entourage and I watched Entourage but um Yeah, I, think I, you're I right. clocked
0: it immediately.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it is, and it is, it is made mention. There's like, you know, I'm, I know, I'm supposed to be like, really uh, turned on by this and stuff. Like, there's some of that sort of talk later on when they're just the boys are discussing the situation. Yeah,
0: yeah. R- a, a, a important word here,
1: boys. Boys, yes, and it is handled in a very like. Once again, it's they're their, their high school kids. So that, it's a good chance that high school kids would still act that way today. You know? Um, yeah. No, I, I, I also
0: mean like, <laughs> that, like, that's a very boyish fantasy is like two girls. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to watch these girls make out.
1: Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, there is one point where I don't know if it's supposed to if I should laugh at it or not but Seth is like there's only one thing I can do and then Zach said hook up with a guy, with a man
0: um, the funny thing was, it just went to crickets in the car. Yeah, there's only one thing I could do to make it right. What you're gonna hook up with a guy, and it was just like really quiet. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, go on, Seth.
1: It was <laughs> just kind of uncomfortable at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, once again, and all this is predicated on the uh. <laughs> This sort of unbelievable relationship between Olivia Wilde and Seth, you know, this whole thing has been forced because they have no chemistry together, you know. To, in my opinion,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Olivia Wilde's character just like exists. In the suspension of your disbelief, just for, everything for sure. about her is not real.
1: She she literally exists in a fairy tale world inside this soap opera because she exists yeah. in the bait shop and really nowhere else. You know,
0: the the, the seventeen year old bar underage bar manager, yes, <laughs> with a business model that would not work that people didn't even know existed until season two.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: who, who now is like has an ex-girlfriend who where did she live and where did she come from and like it's just entirely it's just like
1: yeah fabrication she, she's 17 how did she have this long loving relationship that she's just now revealing to Seth and yeah it's just, it's just a lot doesn't hold up with it but um We're still just like it feels like the show is just still trying to just dance around the fact that we want to get these main characters back together, you know? Um, Yeah, we do have Seth. uh, I will say Ryan is very harsh to Marissa. Um, oh, I've got notes, man. Yeah, go, 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 just go over your notes, man. Let's go over your notes.
0: Uh, LLD backpack, yeah, (laughs) that's a good one. Uh, Kirsten's reaction to Julie's magazine reveal is probably second to her breaking down and crying at the end of season one. Probably her best acting on the show.
1: Yeah, definitely. That
0: was an, it. Was an incredible yeah. her real time reaction to the eight by eight Julie face. Yeah, which was hilarious. I mean, it was so good. It was so well done. I completely forgot about this magazine's like plot line, and yeah. it's coming back to me as as it's going.
1: Yeah, they, they, um, and they make, they make They make use of that mock-up Several times, uh, there's some bunch of Jokes yeah. with Sandy discovering it And, you know
0: Yeah um, Cal coming to the house Opening the door <laughs> I just forgot that he always calls it Sanford
1: Sanford, <laughs> uh, yeah
0: Yeah uh, the, the poor <laughs> This is uh, when Ryan's in the Boathouse, or the pool house, and Seth is trying to get information he is a she yeah <laughs> that was the uh, the big reveal he is a she yeah uh the water polo team is very sensitive yeah. now this is an interesting moment where you know uh it's ladies night summers at the bar she gets hit on by this dude who i swear to you joey when he first turned around i thought it was the loud guy that she was dating the first time she was trying to make oh Seth the funny jealous.
1: guy the fu- the guy was too he was too yeah. big too big you're too big yeah He's
0: too big yeah but um I thought it was nice little tongue in cheek the water polo team is really sensitive even though it came from that character that's like a one off little lame character because I thought it was the, the, the you know the the writers being like no you know water polo guys pretty You know, maligned inappropriately. They're actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's Um, like the legacy of Luke, kind of, in a way. Yeah.
0: Uh, Olivia saying, I'll be sure to Netflix that
1: this weekend. Yeah, I had that note. This was
0: definitely a time when Netflixing was requesting a DVD to be mailed to your house.
1: Right, because she uses Netflixing as a verb, right? Is that how how that usage is? Yeah. It's a verb. And you wouldn't do that now, but that's because she is referring to getting it mailed to you, which a lot of people forget about that, but <laughs> Netflix has been around. Yeah. I have been a Netflix member since 1998, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I, I had that note written down to keep going. Uh, how are you going to leave drunk Lindsay on the beach? I, yeah, that was kind of a, a ridiculous setup of like, no we can't go swimming it's too dangerous I'm going to leave you here really close to the water's edge and go get some fries for you like that that was just too much of a conceit you know yeah like oh of course um, did she drown
0: <laughs> what are you going to do going swimming under the pier screaming her name
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she, how's he going to find her and then she's under there and she's dead
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I wrote Ryan emptied the clip on Marissa.
1: He did. But you know what? Part of me was like, man, this has been a long time coming. You should have said this shit last season, (laughs) you know, like he wasn't wrong. He just was, he went all out, you know? Yeah, it was, it
0: was brutal. I don't want
1: to be on the receiving
0: end of a Ryan, uh, Outburst like that?
1: No, I mean he did cross the line when he snapped at uh, Olivia Wilde's character, though, and I was like, "Well, we've gone too far." Uh, wrap it up. Let's Ew. get it out of here. Yeah, yeah.
0: I should apologize. It's just my pride.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. I said, "Uh, <laughs> Sandy says I'm tired of this nasty game of hungry, hungry puss." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Uh How much did you drink As much as Marissa That's a lot <laughs> That's a lot Which, When a lot. you didn't know how much Marissa drank You just knew that she drank a lot um, yeah. My numbness tongue Yeah um, uh, Notably in this episode We'll talk about some music beats uh, The Thrills are the band at the bait shop and uh, I forgot that the, I actually like the Thrills. Um, they have some pretty good songs in this episode. And uh, I recommend right. listening to some of their stuff. It's good indie rock stuff. Um, they are on some of the, the OC soundtrack collections. Um, we had Hardcore Days and Softcore Nights by Aqueducts. Play by The Flunk. Saturday Night by The Thrills. Girls Can Be Cruel by Infusion. Not For All the Love in the World by The Thrills, which is a really good Thrills song. Honeydew by Tom Quick. Curse of Comfort by The Thrills and Strange Religion by the Mark Lanigan band which Mark Lanigan is the guy from Screaming Trees so I didn't even know he had another project like that but um yeah. Not, nothing too remarkable in this episode music wise but I did like those, those Thrills performances they remind me of another band but I can't remember who it's definitely just kind of indie rock stuff but yeah. um yeah, it's just a weird episode, uh, a little bit cringy in the, you know, with the sort of present. Just in the, like we said, through the telescope of looking at things now, as far as, but comparing them to back then. But there is part of me that's like applauds them for even making it a plot point because I feel like a lot of shows wouldn't have even taken the risks to do that, you know. Um, but I don't know. Let us know. Just email us and tell us if we're right or wrong about that. Uh, anything else about the episode? No.
0: I, I know. I mean, poor Zach. Just a good dude.
1: Zach continues to get shit on, and I'm like, man, come on, dude. Let's let's find somebody else. Let's get Zach and Lindsay yeah. together. They seem nice. They seem nice and like fairly well adjusted. Like let's just let them, let's put them together and let all the insane people duke it out, uh, you know, and, and get them out of there. So um, yeah, we'll see where this is going, but Oh, uh, another little uh, bit of trivia. The uh, horror movie that Sandy is watching is house on haunted Hill and notably uh Peter Gallagher, this is another Peter Gallagher in-joke. Peter Gallagher was in the remake of that movie, um, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous, a kind of ridiculous remake. Yeah. Um, oh, and we're left at the end of this episode with some questions as to whether Marissa and Olivia Wilde might be some sparks. <laughs> Are there sparks?
0: I forgot about that. Somebody call the horny police. <laughs>
1: Call the horny police Uh, Marissa who has no Absolutely no uh, Energy with anyone Is uh, yep Maybe attracted to Olivia Wilde We'll see She's just bored Yeah I think so too Um,
0: She's just lonely Not that she couldn't be attracted to Olivia Wilde That's not what I'm saying
1: Seth was a little harsh to Olivia Wilde too. He's like, you know, the dyed hair and the tattoos and the running a running a popular club at age seventeen. He kind of went after. her. I don't know. Also, like they. Such a what time does this club close? Like eight o'clock at night? Because they like shut the club down and lock it up, and then she takes Marissa to her house, and then hours later. Ryan and Seth show up to apologize it's like is it 5 o'clock in the morning where are your parents at oh, it's
0: an 1800 club it closes
1: <laughs> at 10 o'clock <laughs> the 10. they probably do I guess I like how it's like wherever uh, summer and wherever the girls night were sitting it looks like a bottle service club and it's in the bait shop you know it's like this VIP section in the bait shop
0: yeah yeah in, in this in this
1: in yeah in this in this this bar that doesn't sell any alcohol um yeah but all right well I guess that's it and we'll uh move on to episode 10 next episode thanks for listening uh you can check us out uh at our shitty website ioltos.com uh you can email us i don't like their old stuff at gmail.com you can find us on spotify and maybe apple maybe some other places um, and uh, that's it. We out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you hey, just enjoying another episode. See you you next time time. Have a good night. night